Hey everybody, Jacob Boyer here, and welcome back to another episode of the Watchlist Podcast. I'm sorry the audio quality is different, but I'm recording this introduction a while after this episode was shot. So you're about to listen to the Hannah Fearman episode, which I believe was recorded uh, sometime last fall. Um, A lot of the stuff we talk about is unfortunately out of date in terms of the projects she's working on and what she's doing. Uh, I do feel kind of bad about that, uh, especially considering we plugged an Indiegogo campaign (laughs) that is uh, now long over. But the good news is the movie ended up getting funded and now it's been shot and now we're just waiting for it to come out. So please find a way to support the Time's Up movie by Damien Maffei. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right and starring Hannah Fearman. Uh, Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, now that I'm back on a semi-regular schedule, this will hopefully be the last time I have to do one of these disclaimers beforehand. But really quick, while I have your attention, please also check out the Buttery Mails podcast, which I am a co-host on. Uh, You can find links to check out that podcast in the description below. And also keep an eye out for my other podcast I recently started, Whatever This Is. Uh, It's going to be airing during the off weeks where the Watchlist podcast doesn't have an episode coming out. And it's just going to be me and my friends talking about movies and stuff that we've watched lately. It's a little bit more of a laid-back type of podcast compared to The Watchlist, but I still think it's really fun to listen to, and it's definitely been fun to make so far. So, yeah. Enough of me talking to you. Now let's transition to me talking to Hannah Fearman. of the Watchlist podcast. Today I'm joined by actress Hannah Fearman. How are you doing today? Hey, hey Jacob. Um, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on. It really means a lot that uh, you blocked out your time to, to do this. I've been a fan of your work for a while now, so it means a lot that uh, you were willing to do the show. Yeah, no problem. I'm, um, I'm quarantining, so I don't really have a lot to do. So has that allowed for more time to sort of like plan out uh, what your next, uh, I don't know, like your next uh, gig will be? Or is you just kind of waiting for offers to come your way? Yeah, I actually, I had one movie that was postponed um, that we were supposed to shoot in April that we're shooting now. I'm going to start on the 10th. It's called On Location and it's, uh, we're shooting it in Ohio. And in the middle of nowhere, so that makes me feel a lot more comfortable because the cast is going to be very small, and they're going to try to keep it to not a skeleton crew, but as much as they can. And um, Ohio and Cincinnati in particular have just done a really stellar job at controlling the the virus. I think they they're probably one of the best states. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. A lot better than Georgia, which is where I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I don't even like to go outside here. It's just like COVID country. 
But um, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do. It's a horror movie, and like I said, it's a it's in the middle of nowhere in the woods. So definitely will help out for the uh, get like getting into that uh, horror mindset. <laughs> Shooting in it's, the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yes, and and if you knew the premise of the movie, you would not realize just how spot on you are with that statement. It's well, yeah. what's it called again? I'm sorry. On location. On location. I'll have to look for that whenever that uh, that makes its rounds. Uh, so I guess to re- sort of rewind, uh, one one question I always ask anybody who does any sort of creative uh, thing that comes on the show is, uh, whenever I listen to interviews with uh, directors or writers or actors that uh, about how they got their start or what got them interested in uh in filmmaking or acting or whatever their field might be they typically kind of say that they always had like an inherent interest in in wanting to be involved in the field but there was one moment or one movie or one performance in particular that like really pushed them over the edge and made them believe yeah that's what i want to do uh do you have a moment like that in in your background or was it always just kind of something you knew you wanted to do yeah, well, I I started performing when I was like around three years old. Wow! And I, uh, yeah, you know, just I I went to a, a a very artsy school when I was a child, and both my my father and my mother are um, very artistic. My father's more of a performance kind of guy. He can he can do lots of voices. Um, <laughs> It was great when I was a kid because he'd read us stories and it was just like Robin Williams. It's great. <laughs> and um, my mom's an artist and and she used to perform in plays, so they just immediately put me into it too, you know, because it's fun. And mm. I just never stopped. I I remember the first performance. I really remember. I think I was probably four. And um, and yeah, I guess I was hooked ever since. Mm. <laughs> so was so, it a no. lot of like theater or well, like when did you make that jump into into film then uh i i i shot my first feature um when i was 17 18 17 i think um at least i started filming it when i was 17 i i think um and that was a an indie comedy um mm. And I played a supporting role and it never got finished which was a shame because it was it was a hilarious script to me back then. I don't know Aww. if it would would stand up today. It was a long time ago, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when I first did uh, my first supporting role. Was, was then was that uh, so? The, the one other thing that I, I find a very funny uh, you had mentioned in uh, one of your emails when we were setting this up is that uh, obviously a big crux of the show is the film recommendation portion, which we'll get to later, but. You had said that uh, you you would prefer to not watch scary movies because while you act in them, you don't particularly like them. So, I'm curious, what made you uh, want to be involved in in horror movies? Then, if uh, if it's such a, a a turnoff for you, I guess. Um, well, I I like um, I like the filmmakers in the genre. I like uh, I like the freedom that the genre gives. To the to the artist and um, and uh, a lot of my friends were indie horror filmmakers and um, I recognized how talented they were and I wanted to work with them and they wanted to work with me so I just love acting 
and it's fun acting on horror sets too. It's um, it's not as much fun for me to watch them though. I, <laughs> I get scared. But I watch, I watch my own. Um, you know, and I'm and I'm proud of my performance, and I'm proud of the 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 artistry that goes into it. When when there is artistry <laughs> that goes into it, I I don't always make good movies, um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it is. It's difficult to frighten people. It's difficult to make them feel that uncomfortable. And, and you know, especially the the real mind-fucky ones. It's, it's, it's a true art form. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it for a lot of different reasons, but I guess those are the main ones. Plus, they cast me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <Where is> it- <laughs> that's always a plus, yeah. Um... <laughs> So then, uh, I, I have to say, so I, I think a lot of people, uh, know about you primarily from your role in, uh, David Bruckner's, uh, segment from VHS. That was how I first found out about you. And I, I gotta say it was, it was, I don't know if it was great timing or poor timing, but I had just seen this horror movie, uh, where a big chunk of it takes place in a hotel and it was, there was a very creepy atmosphere and, uh, I had just been like, just by pure circumstances with my life, I had been in several hotels recently and after seeing that movie. So I was very sort of creeped out by that whole environment based off of, uh, that unrelated movie I saw. And then just when I was starting to get over that fear, I rented VHS and (laughs) I saw your segment and I just like, it, it reignited that fear all over again. I couldn't walk down a, uh, uh, a, a, like one, like an office building type stairwell, without imagining you poking your head around the corner and uh, having your head <laughs> split open down the middle. So, I, I, it, but uh, so I don't. That's a, I think, a really big testament to your acting capability that you could just uh, instill that in in somebody with just a look. So, uh, just as a weird aside, but yeah, what was making VHS like? How did uh, how did that come about? Um, it was uh, David Bregner and Nick Tukoski's idea. Um, they were hired to do an anthology and um, told to be gratuitous and gritty and <laughs> ran with it. And I knew both of them previously and, and some of their work. And um, David asked me to do it. And I was just like, nah, yeah, okay. You know, cause he's- <laughs> He's very charismatic um, and has uh, has a, has a wonderful way of storytelling that that really gets you pumped and excited about it, even if it's not necessarily a topic you were previously interested in. Um, I can imagine that having that sort of charisma to talk you into it was very important, given your your stance on horror films. It didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say it talking me into it. More as like walking me through the vision. Oh, and, and okay. Showing me how to appreciate the nuance versus me being like, you want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one thing I, I wanted to ask you about. Because I was listening to the commentary for the movie uh, a few days ago, and he had mentioned that uh, there was some extra like prosthetic effect they wanted to um, give you to enhance. There was something like with contact lenses or something like that, and... I, what I really liked is he, he had quoted you as saying, you, we don't need that. I, I can do what you, you need me to do. And I definitely, like, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only real effect that you have, I mean, obviously later it gets enhanced, but the only real effect they had on you for most of it is that, like, line on your 
on your forehead. The rest of it was all was all you. Yeah, yeah. The head splitting open was definitely not me. But <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I had I had prosthetic teeth and and nails and toenails, and yeah, they just did this with makeup on me mm. um, for that and um, this stuff called rigid collodion rigid collodion something mm. something like that, where they like squish your skin together really tight and then put this glue down the middle so it looks like a scar right yeah they did that um in the beginning and um it took forever for that line to go away after they they took away the, oh the no stuff it was just like i had this line there for like weeks and weeks and i'm like is this <laughs> permanent is this ever going away I don't let people put that stuff on me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, too funny, it, though. It looks really cool, but I'm just like I've had I've done so many movies where they put that on, on my face, and and it's like so tedious to get off, and it takes forever to do it properly, and I always get irritated and end up pulling it off and just pulling off the top layer of my skin. So I'm just I'm just like no more <laughs> of that, please. I, I, I just do like. Um, silicon i'm i'm cool with i i don't mind that gotcha gotcha but uh yeah no it's just i i can't stress enough how like it like that whole performance is i what really ties that whole thing together and it's like the, the, there's so much subtlety in it and they're like they're like just because you don't have much dialogue at all really there's only maybe i think like three lines or so that uh you say in that entire uh that entire short so how did you I, I can imagine it, it like I don't have much acting experience myself, but I can imagine when you're given sort of that much of a blank slate to work with, it can kind of appear a little daunting at first, but I mean, you had a lot of experience obviously, so maybe it didn't come across that way to you, but how did you sort of get into that character and like really figure out who she was and what made her tick? Yeah, I did not find it daunting. I felt, um, I actually think we cut out some dialogue. We de well, I definitely did in Siren, um, because I just felt like it made sense that she would have a limited vocabulary. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, mostly, I, I wanted her to be the, uh, this misunderstood monster, so I felt like limiting her in that way was... Um, was natural and, and endearing and at the same time confusing. And I didn't have, like the physicality of it was just already there. Like an innocent misunderstood sex demon. <laughs> um, I don't know, I didn't have a hard time with it. I, we, we went over some movement. Um, we tried, we, we auditioned a few different types of weird movement that I could do. Um, and then also I had my stunt double, who was also my stunt coordinator, um, Elizabeth Davidovich, is a contortionist. And so she did a lot of that contortionist stuff mm -hmm. that you edited in there, you know, because it's because it's the nature of the found footage, you can make a cut anywhere you want, right. you know. Um, so so she, she played all the contortionist and like... Uh, stunt aspects of that entire movie were her and her crew. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, no, that, yeah, it, it did. Yeah. So 
then, so you mentioned Siren there, because that, that was one thing um, I was a little bit, I, I wasn't sure how to feel about that movie existing, because I, I really liked that, that like, there I, I, there wasn't much, um, just looking at the VHS segment, there, there wasn't really much of an origin at all for your character, and there's not really, like, there's just not a whole lot of answers given, so I was a little apprehensive about watching that movie because I almost didn't want that mystery ruined. But I think that Siren is is definitely a, a very good um, accompaniment to VHS. So what was it like returning to that role and, and and making that movie now that you don't have the the found footage aspect going for it? Um. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't as excited about doing Siren as I was um, VHS because VHS I got to work with all my friends. Like pretty much everybody on that shoot is a very good friend of mine or mm. at least, I mean, is now anyway, um, almost everyone. And so it was a lot, I felt a lot more comfortable doing mm. it. Um, Siren was, uh, it, it was, it was a challenge. I, um, it was a little daunting because it was just so many years later, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I wanted to do it, um, but, you know, it was just such a, a baby to me, something that me and David and, and Nick created and, and everybody else, you know, we created together and it was kind of like, kind of hard to let that go into the hands of an entirely new um, cast and crew. Mm. But... Um, but they did it. They did an amazing job. I think um, I like the narrative form better than the found footage, um, just simply because I prefer to watch it. I don't like the steady cam very much. It makes me feel a little nauseated. Right. I, you know the shaky cam. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was also a feature length version of it. So, you know, it's it's uh, making making indie movies is is wonderful, but it's also grueling. And we shot it all at night, and um, it was it was just really stressful. But I I think that the movie turned out even better than I thought it would. Yeah, I, I definitely as 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 just a a fan of the of the segment. Like I said, I mean, I was very apprehensive about watching it, and like I imagine, like like you had said, uh, having sort of like the to play that like titular character who's now like become sort of a modern horror icon it must have been very uh like like you said like uh maybe we don't want to mess with this too much going into it but i think that the final result was very uh it, it turned out very well a yeah, very good I, accompaniment to the to the short i liked the script i thought i thought the talent was fantastic um Especially Justin Welburn, I think he really stole stole the show. I think he did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always does. Though, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I I did think that it didn't actually lend any um, any real insight into her her maybe a little bit into her background, but you still have no idea where she comes from, where this this land of succubi are. You know exactly. Yeah, <laughs> how, how she got to the earth in the first place and you know and you know i i think it could be explored further um maybe with just like a whole bunch of succubuses <laughs> if uh yeah if there is another if there's a good idea down the line maybe we'll see the return of uh 
of the siren. <laughs> I would very it, much look forward to it. Is it succubi or succubuses? <laughs> I have no clue, but uh, that can be mm. the new octopi versus octopuses uh, <laughs> argument, I guess, the horror version of that. But uh, but yeah, no. That, so one other uh, project of yours that I wanted to touch on that I, I really, really liked uh, was a short film you did, uh, American Hell. I really, oh, yeah. really liked the performance in that. Uh, yeah, very <laughs> different, I would than than VHS. Like I think the, the, your character in VHS almost comes across as more of like a, a trying to fit in, but still having this side of her that that comes out. Whereas American Hell was you were just straight up like devious and evil. <laughs> so <laughs> what was it like uh, making that? Um, I, uh, I really liked working with, with, um, Robert Bryce Melbourne. He, um, he's really hands off, but he knows what he wants. So it's just, it was just a good combination for me. Um, we were just lucky, I guess. <laughs> um, but it, it just really worked easily. I just was as nuts as I wanted and he, he liked it. So it was cool. Um. Yeah, yeah. That 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 shoot was difficult for many reasons, but one one of them was because we were shooting in the most disgusting location. It was just like <laughs> it oh, definitely comes across when you watch it. <laughs> it. I mean, they had to get the rats out. Oh no! And, and the and the like old like I, I don't know heroin addict needles and uh. and mattress out of the location before we could shoot there <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just so filthy and um yeah and my wardrobe boots for some reason they kept cutting the backs of my legs and we couldn't oh. figure out where it was coming from like every time i'd squat down i'd slice my leg and not really deep but just right. like and make me be like what did i scratch myself on some heroin needle like what? <laughs> <laughs> like what what kind of bacteria <laughs> anyway um so yeah that was that was an excellent shoot i hope to work with them again i've i've worked with um i've worked with bryce again on a short that he did called double 13 where i actually played satan um but like a really flamboyant um androgynous funny mischievous version of, of Satan um, and that was fun too it's just great working with the dude he's really chill mm. I just find that, that I, I just can't get over that the whole like not wanting to watch horror movies but yet you like fit into it so well I, I think that really speaks to your ability as an actress to just sort of like inhabit the role so perfectly that uh, it's like so beyond what uh, what you you as yourself are uh, are comfortable watching, so it's I don't know I I just find that really really cool. My my friends think it's hilarious. They're like, they just they think it's so funny because the characters are are just so nothing like my personality whatsoever. And <laughs> and um yeah 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 I get teased a lot about it. That's okay. You know I mean, there's some horror movies that I think are are wonderful. Um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, you know, what was it? Let me think. The um, Sixth Sense I thought was fantastic. Yeah, you know, that's another um, good one. 
scared the crap out of me. Um, I I mean, obviously, The Shining's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I feel like, in some ways, like, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a little bit horrific with Nurse Ratchet and... I agree um, with that. I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like it's such a flexible genre that saying that you don't like horror movies is, is ridiculous. Because yeah. you're gonna be some horror movie you like like i just watched jaws you know um mm-hmm. just you know so i can't say that i don't don't like horror don't like to watch horror movies i just don't like to watch some horror movies right right and i don't think that the ones i've made are ones that i would want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that like when you do like it like go to a like let's say you're watching. You're, you're 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 watching like the rough cut of VHS. Are you like hiding behind somebody or like not looking at the screen, even though you know what's coming? Or <laughs> how does that usually go? It's so stupid. Yeah, I I hide, <laughs> I hide in my husband's shoulder, Aww. and I'm like, can I look? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. So yeah, I, yeah. I just I think I forget who said it. I think it was um. John Carpenter, he he had said something like, and and you touched on it earlier that horror is just one of those genres that's it's been around since the beginning of film, and it's just always gonna sort of be there. Like there's a, like and it, I don't know. It's just it's it's like comedy. It's a universal language. Like you could watch a horror movie with uh with the audio completely turned off and still get the same effect. So I think it's a very powerful genre, and I think that you work very very well in it. Thank you. So then, I guess moving on to uh, <laughs> not horror related stuff. One other question that I like to ask every guest who comes on is, uh, "What's your favorite movie or movies?" If you can't narrow it down, um, I like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, um, Princess Bride, uh, the original Hundred One Dalmatians. <laughs> You can tell I'm I'm like so G-rated over here. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, movies. Oh, I really love Silverado, the the western. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of my favorite horror movie, but it's not coming to me right now. After being in quarantine for a while, I I just I kind of turned into a goldfish. Like I think it's. <laughs> The lack of communicating with multiple people. I'm just, I've just been forgetting. I think that's kind of inherent with everybody is just, uh, everyone's attention span is so, uh, is so shortened. It's so shortened. I'll, (laughs) I'll have one thing to do and I'll forget to do it. Um, yeah, those are all the ones I can think of right now. Um, I've been watching a lot of TV too. And I, I don't know if you want to know, but I just watched the, the Great on Hulu. I've heard about that. I haven't seen it yet, though. I heard it was really good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. And I just watched this movie yes uh, last night. It was called uh, Get Duked. And it's, it's the stupidest. I don't think I've heard of that one. It's the stupidest. Um, it's the stupidest comedy, but it was just what I needed to watch. It was so ridiculous and silly. It's. <laughs> It's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And, um, yeah. So yeah, anyone listening, if you want a, a good comedy, go watch uh, Get Duked. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll definitely check it out. 
<laughs> it really screwed me up. It was about this this group of boys who um, are going around the Scottish Highlands, and Eddie Izzard is hunting mm. them. And I guess that's all you really need to know. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely sold me. I, I, I'll definitely be sure to check that out sometime, and I'll let you know my, my thoughts. But, uh, yeah, so then I guess you mentioned it uh, for a second earlier, but uh, moving on to the film discussion portion of the show. So for anyone tuning in for the first time, how this works is I recommend the guest a movie, the guest recommends me a movie, and we discuss. But I, I found it funny that uh, when we were trying to work out that part of the show – you had seen a lot of the uh, the movies that I that I, I had suggested, so congratulations, you uh, you stumped the chump. <laughs> so, uh, but but uh, so yeah, no, we we, we settled on uh, two because uh, you, you put out a, a list with Silverado being on there. Uh, I kind of wish that I'd gone back and watched that one now that I know that it's uh, one of your favorites. But uh, again, I'll just have to check that out sometime and follow up with you on it. But uh, the movies we'll be discussing today are What We Do in the Shadows and Gondahar slash Light Years. So uh, I guess we, we can go into What We Do with the Shadows uh, first then. So uh, anyone who hasn't seen it, uh, there there's also a successful television show uh, based off that movie, but it's essentially a mockumentary about a group of vampires just living their uh, night-to-night lifestyle so uh tell me what what did you what do you think about what we do in the shadows oh i thought i just thought the whole premise was brilliant um and the the cast that they chose was just they just completely submerged themselves and understood um understood what they were making and it was just such an uh, original thing um and they just really took the comedy of of the potential comedy of being a vampire in in modern times and the and the stupid little things that you would you know be confronted with on a daily basis that you wouldn't think about um being a normal human being like having to be invited into a nightclub you know and they're like (laughs) because the bouncer isn't inviting them in but they can't go in unless they get them and it's just hilarious just the the situational humor is just it's just wonderful and i love the the writing too it's very unpredictable in the way that like all the sort of not necessarily like twists in like the like a theatrical sense but all of like the weird avenues it goes down with like uh spoilers if you haven't seen the movie yet but uh when they have to like teach the uh the the younger guy how to become a vampire and like and like trying to wrangle him in when he's like out telling everybody that they're vampires and all that it's or, and like just the the dynamic they have with like their human friends it's it, the, the performances in that movie are fantastic and i think it really speaks to uh taika waititi and uh jermaine clement's uh ability to sort of improvise on the spot and come up with really really hilarious dialogue and situations yeah i loved it I loved it. I, I guess, yeah, that would be one of my top favorite movies, too. Again, funny enough, because not a lot of people consider that one to be a horror movie, but I'd argue that it has uh, Did I say <laughs> some horror? good... What's that? Did I say horror? No, but I, 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 it is very much a horror comedy, I would say. A lot of people think of it as a straight-up comedy, but I think that there's very... Uh, there's there's definitely some the, like themes there that are like there's like, like little jump scares or 
definitely there's there's horror elements to appreciate and and, and uh, I, I think as well and I again it just I think it adds to the hilarity of the situation like just like knowing oh yeah we have this roommate down in the basement who uh, we have to throw in a, a, a chicken every once in a while to to keep him calm it's I don't know it, it, it blends both of those genres very very well I think even though I would consider it primarily a comedy yeah it's it's got a lot of um, gore so oh yeah <laughs> Did you have to not look for any of that movie, or were you just uh, laughing too hard? That was that one was totally fine. I I don't think I looked away, except for maybe the Pischetti. The Pischetti kind of got me. <laughs> the Pischetti. That was gross. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, I and I love the uh, to the uh, um because I I don't know off the top of my head what the budget was, but I I want to say it was a relatively low budget movie i i love what they're able to achieve with a lot of the uh, practical effects they have like with the, the like people walking on the walls and the ceiling and the uh i don't know just uh the the, <laughs> the even though there, there's definitely like moments where it's like okay they had to go back and add that in post i love that um how practical everything about that movie is it it, it really comes across uh I don't know the word for it. It really comes across like it was made with a lot of uh, a lot of care and attention to detail. Yeah. I wonder what the bat fight, how they did that. Then maybe puppets. Probably, yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe that was one of the few uh, CGI bits. But I love that too. When uh, they just they're like bat fight, bat fight. It's just like uh, angles that you wouldn't you wouldn't think about, or the uh, like the little rivalry they have with the uh, the werewolf chapter of the uh, supernatural beings too. Like I love how they keep coming back. Uh, yeah, the dy- dynamic is hilarious. What would you say is uh, your favorite sequence in that entire movie? Whether it be just from a in like pure enjoyment standpoint or like what do you think the funniest scene is what's your favorite part of that movie i think it's the end but i i don't know if i should say i think we're we can we can spoil it i i i always tease the uh the movie and the pre the movies we'll be talking about in the previous episode so people if they haven't seen the movies we're talking about by now then they then that that's that's on them Okay. Uh, I I think it's my favorite part is when um, the the werewolves and the, the vampires are all hanging out, basically out of their mutual respect for their for their previously um, human friend, you know, and they're just like, oh, okay, I guess they're okay, you know, they're not peeing on everything or whatever. <laughs> I, I I like that where you know they're they're definitely staunchly against it, and then they they slowly they're like, oh no, dude's okay. Oh no, no, don't mess with him. He's our friend and. Yeah. Uh, that 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 pro that progress is <laughs> is adorable because you're just like you know that one guy that that's new to the group and you just kind of don't like him at first and then you're and then you everybody he's everybody's favorite exactly yeah I lo- I love that dynamic so much and th- that that guy I don't know the actor's name but the guy who plays Stu is is great it's it's just one another one of those avenues where you don't think they're gonna go that route when they they introduce him and then to like see him become a werewolf and he's still essentially the same exact person just with fangs like (laughs) i love that (laughs) or like the uh the reveal where uh uh taika taika's character finally uh 
is able to reunite with his, his long lost love. <laughs> there's a certain, I don't know. It's, it's a very, there's a certain, like you said, a, a sort of adorable, like, aw kind of quality to the, the, to the movie on top of the, uh, the comedy. Yeah. It's yeah. Have you seen much of the, uh, the, the show, the spinoff show? I have seen a little bit and what I've seen, I really enjoyed. Yeah. That was one other uh, thing I was apprehensive about where I was like, oh, well, I don't know if I want to see someone else's interpretation of it, but I was really happy the way they uh, they handled it. A, it. a lot of the, the tone of the, the movie is carried over in the uh, in the show very, very well. I was very happy with that. I haven't yeah. seen much of it, but, it, like, yeah, it, it, it's definitely that. If you're a huge fan of the movie, you won't be disappointed with the, uh, the show. So definitely anyone listening, check out... Uh, both of them which speaking of which uh if you're interested and you still and you haven't seen what we do in the shadows or uh the show i'm not sure you can watch the, i think the show is on hulu uh but you can rent uh the movie for up to three dollars on pretty much any streaming platform the youtube movies google play voodoo amazon prime itunes all that so definitely check out what we do in the shadows it's hilarious one of my favorite comedies of all time uh yeah it, it's a it's a great movie so then i guess moving on to the other movie uh we said we would be talking about uh gandahar slash uh light years uh with uh glenn close and i think christopher Plummer is in it i think so yeah. i think he might be the metamorphosis yeah maybe yeah so he's one of them yeah, so uh, that was another one that you had again because you, you you stumped the chump. So we just decided to because I what we do in the shadows was on my sort of short list of, of possible movies to recommend. So I suggested okay, well since you're already familiar with these two, why don't we just talk about that? Because I I know that I have a lot to say about what we do in the shadows. But uh, so but yeah, uh, Gondahar was one that I was not familiar with, even though I I'd seen. Uh, the director's other movie, uh, Fantastic Planet, which is one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Uh, so I guess what is, uh, tell us a little bit about what, uh, Gandahar is about. Okay. Um, it's, it's about, um, I, I guess you'd call him an alien. Um, man. And <laughs> well, okay, this is really hard to describe actually. Um, <laughs> Now, now that, now that you asked me to describe it, he has to he has to travel back in time to save his planet, right? Yeah, that's a, I think that's a good solution. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just I okay. I suggested it because I thought it was obscure enough to where you you might not have seen it maybe, and also it was one of my favorites when I was a kid, even though it's not a movie for kids. Um, <laughs> It was one of those rentals where, like, you know, I mean, I'm old, so I, I used to rent um, stuff at, like, Turtles and Blockbusters and stuff. And so I would go into the animated section, and I wouldn't realize that there was, like, a difference between cartoons and adult cartoons. So I used to rent these adult cartoons all the time by accident, and that was just one of them. And I just think it's fantastic. Like, um, my, favorite, my favorite characters are the... Uh, the the unformed or um yeah yeah the 
like weird deformed beings in the tunnels and all that. Yeah, but I thought didn't they call themselves the unformed? Or that, they had a cute way of saying it. I think it was um, yeah, the unformed, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like they they're so uh, they're so far out that they they no longer um, they no longer identify with the past, present, or future. So everything is was will be. Mm-hmm. I really uh, liked that. That was a, a nice touch to that. Their sort of collective yeah. character. Yeah, their their um, their consciousness is it doesn't lie in in one specific realm, and their memory is of both the pre- the past and the future. Because if you watch the movie, it makes sense. So they everything they say is like, uh, "You was will be Gondaharian. I was will be, you know, Hannah." And <laughs> Yeah, I just thought that was the coolest. It's a very nice little uh, character uh, note. Yeah. Have you? So are you? Are you familiar then with? Because uh, the, the only two movies I've seen from this director is uh, Fantastic Planet and and this. Now, are, are is there more to his sort of filmography that you would have stumbled upon by seeing? Uh, I, I guess the, the, the adult animated films or is it, uh, are you, are you just familiar with fantastic planet in this from him? Just those two. I really didn't delve into it at all. Mm. Um, but there's a possibility cause I've seen a lot of old eighties and I think that one was, wasn't that one even made in the seventies? No, uh, fantastic planet was definitely the seventies. I think this one, uh, was more, 88. 88 yeah something like that yeah um but yeah no it's funny because i i I, when i when i you kind of mentioned it earlier where i i think that uh animation is kind of like stereotyped into being like a kid's movie format and there's not really many uh, adult like animated movies not in in that way but like there's 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 something to be said about like communicating a story through animation that uh it's a very i don't know the term for it a very um sort of open and you can do whatever you want with it type of um expression and i i I think it's a shame that more uh adult oriented movies don't really take advantage of that aspect of it but i think that this filmmaker he does a, a really good job using uh animation to to the aid of his, uh, his stories. He's very, very good at, um, world, world building without much dialogue and very, and, uh, sort of crafting that these very like, like familiar, but, but very, very much alien sort of environments through, through his craft. And that's one thing that I, I really appreciate about, uh, this movie and his other film, fantastic planet. It was like, it's just so easy to get immersed in, uh, in what he creates and, and, and just fall into it. Like the, all of his movies that I've seen just like fly by. Cause they're, they're it's just so you, you get so lost in it. You almost don't want it to end by the time it's over. It's yeah. He does. He does an incredible job. Actually. I think the, the word that we're, we're looking for is like grown up films, not adult films. Yeah. That's a much better way to <laughs> say it. Yeah. That's uh... not, not adult. But like movies for grown-ups that are animation, yeah. Yeah. Um, cor- correct ourselves. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. 
this isn't that kind of show yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I really, really like this movie a lot. Uh, again, another thing that I think he does really well is uh, his soundtracks. The, the, the music in this. I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah, the people that did his soundtrack, that was the coolest soundtrack ever. It's very, very epic. Uh, in, uh, so, so good. That I think that's like half of the movie is, is just this, the soundtrack. It's just, And I looked up the composers, and I've already forgotten their names. And I didn't realize that it was actually in French first. Yeah, he's a uh, because um, I, I I'm gonna butcher the name. It's uh, Rene Lalou, I think, is the director. Uh, he yeah, Fantastic Planet. What, yeah, he's a French director. The Fantastic Planet was in French, uh, and then I guess they must have dubbed over this because they wanted to give it more of like a, a wider release. I would have if I had to guess why, but. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 it's a shame because I, I literally have not heard about uh, this film at all prior to you recommending it. And then when I saw that it was a uh, another one of his movies, I got really excited because I love uh, Fantastic Planet so much. So, yeah, no, it's just, it, it, and again, like you said, it, the soundtrack it just aids in your ability to just get lost in it so much. Because again, a lot of the way that he kind of makes his movies is very much just there, there's the one kind of pet peeve I have when I'm watching a movie is if you're, if it's like a sci-fi or futuristic setting, you fall into the trap of like having the characters need to like explain like what the technology is or what they're doing or what's going on. And he doesn't really hold your hand at all. Like it, it just is all completely visual and the music just sucks you in. It's just ah, so good. You either go with it or you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites, and it holds up. I watched it not too long ago. I watched it again, and I was just like, yeah, this is still good. It's like, dur, 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 dur. <laughs> Yeah, the, the one other question I was going to sort of ask was, uh, I, 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 I wish I had written it down, but I, I saw it in your, uh, your demo reel. There was one uh, performance that you had that was sort of like this futuristic... Uh, character you had like a laser coming out of your hand and like sort of like black uh makeup going down your your chin that you were i forget what it was but it was uh it was a it was a uh i was a cyborg you were a cyborg yeah i i I hadn't seen that one i only saw the clips of uh the demo reel but did uh (laughs) did this movie influence that performance at all with the uh the metal men and the way they sort of (laughs) carry themselves no, but it, maybe it did. maybe it did subconsciously. Um, yeah, that one was called Dandelion, and that was a short film um, by director Chance White, written by Todd Jacobs. And it's uh, I did the festival circuit, and I don't know where you can see it, um, but yeah, that trailer was badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that trailer. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. I, I was I played such a freak in that movie, um, and I and I enjoyed it a lot. That that makeup that they did and the prosthetic with the laser, um, with laser beams coming out of my forehead. <laughs> they they painted my ears black, and they painted inside my ears black, and it took so long <laughs> to that paint out. And um, I tried to get some of it off before I was going to drive home, um, and I, I couldn't get it all off. And 
you know, I was just like, whatever, it'll come off in the shower. I'm just going to go home. And I'm just like at the gas pump, you know, still half in wardrobe with this crazy black makeup on and um, <laughs> laser beams coming out of my forehead. And, and I just remember trying to hide with, in, in a hoodie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get like, you know, questioned. And then another time, actually, this has happened to me three times. So when I was coming back from shooting the, the role of Satan um, in, um, or the Antichrist or whatever in, um, it's it's a silly Antichrist, by the way. It's not like a okay. planet. Um, Again, another Robert, one I'll have to check out if I can find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Robert's movie, I had like this upside down cross type makeup across my entire face. It's 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 really goofy. Anyway, um, I had gotten most of it off, but then again, I was tired and it's been a long day, and I was just like, oh, I'll just shower when I get home, and I literally got pulled over. <laughs> um, I, I don't drive poorly. I really don't. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was just like, sorry, I'm an actor. This is just I got I got most of it off, but you know, it's just I, I just looked like a crazy person there, there was another instance well actually this was if you want to know this was the first movie that i did when i was a teenager sure yeah go and, for it uh, it was a comedy and it was about these crooks that um that were very bad at what they did and they owed money to a loan shark and they would dress up in these different costumes and try to rob this bank and i was i was the bank teller and also the love interest and um of, of one of the main crooks and so they would dress up in these different outfits and, you know, they do like the presidents and then they, this one was, they would, they dressed up as the Klan and they had all these big, um, heavy looking, completely fake weapons. And they were going into the building, um, that was the bank building and some people driving by thought that the Klan was actually <laughs> doing something to this poor building with all oh, these no. scary looking I mean, the weapons did not really look like weapons. They looked like some Star Wars crap, but <laughs> anyway, um, like really over the top, silly looking. But so the police show up and they, they walk in and they're like reaching for their guns and or firearms, whatever you call them. And um, and they're like, take off your hoods. And I'm just cringing behind my, my fake desk, you know. Like, <laughs> oh my. And so all the guys pull off their clan hoods and half of them are black <laughs> <laughs> and the cops are just like what <laughs> <laughs> and we're like we're making a movie you see and like the camera was still going so they actually got the cops on footage <laughs> and it was so funny they're just their reaction and then and then the police just started cracking up and it was just so that was another instance of, of movie making indie indie movie making with, with police involvement that'd be an amazing blooper to, to track down if anyone knows <laughs> where if that blooper exists anywhere i would love to see I know. that I think they were shooting on film i think they were shooting proper film so i um i don't know i i see like that movie i said that movie never got made but i could reach out that was um that was one of ben morgan um ben Ben Barak is another name he goes by, but mm -hmm. uh, film that he was making, and I think he actually 
I think I, I heard a rumor they actually did finish it and it did well in Nigeria, but I think that's a lie. <laughs> I don't believe that. <laughs> but, you know, that's like 20 years old now. So. Oh, man. Well, either way, it's a hilarious, uh, hilarious story. And all of that is to say that uh, Gandahar is a great <laughs> animated uh animated film that a lot of people should should check out if they get the chance uh i'm not sure what's that was i not supposed to go off on no 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 i i love that i, I love when that happens it's uh it, it happens again way more often than than uh where i'll i'll spark it but uh yeah no it would i i th- those were really funny stories i liked hearing that uh but yeah no so uh Gondahar, that's another, I, I wish that there was an easier way to find it, but the, the way I watched it, uh, I'm sure you can buy a DVD of it, but uh, there was a version of it on YouTube that I was able to watch, so if you want to go check it out, uh, I guess go find it on YouTube. Uh, again, I'm sure there's a DVD available, definitely um, support these movies anyway that you can even though I don't think the director's even alive anymore, actually, that's probably not a good thing to support the work. Uh, yeah, no, okay. So, yeah, no, definitely go check out um, Gondahar, uh, Fantastic Planet's also great. We talked about that movie back in episode 16. Uh, and, yeah, no, Rene Leloup is a, he's an amazing uh, director, and I, I love anything he does, so thank you very much for exposing me to that, that film. It was a very, very good experience, and I liked it a lot. I'm glad. Yeah, I I didn't even think about how you might come about finding it. I have I still have it on VHS. <laughs> oh wow, is yeah. it like the um the the instance where it's like the video store closed down and you still have like the sticker on it where it's like be kind rewind <laughs> or is that... <laughs> I don't I don't remember maybe maybe uh, it's just it's such a a, a, a relic I I I because I, 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 I was um around for the, the the sort of the tail end of like what as video stores were going out of style but I, I really wish that those were more readily accessible there's just something like i don't want to say magic but there's definitely like this this like good feeling about like going to a store and like you said like walking through the aisles and seeing all the 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 posters and the the dvd covers and just being like oh man which one of the like you, you don't get the same effect when you're just scrolling through netflix or amazon prime it's uh it's it's a lost feeling i i don't i don't think that the next generations are gonna have any idea there should be a word for that in german you know like mm-hmm. the feeling of walking through blockbuster and <laughs> appreciating tiny boxes <laughs> I like, wish. So, like the sheer joy of it <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh yeah the kids the kids these days will never know we but, should make a- Make up a word for it, like I don't know, like, <laughs> cinema fignogan. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Now that the, the Merriam-Webster people, if you're listening, <laughs> go back and nine. Uh... She butchered it. So. <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, that that's about everything that I wanted to go over. So uh, that, that's, that brings us to the end of this episode of the Watchlist podcast. Hannah, thank you so much for doing this. It means the world to me. Uh, best of luck in all your future projects. Uh, I'm definitely going to be first in line to see anything you make. I'm a big fan of yours and I just keep on, keep on making great movies. Thanks. 
Can I plug uh, an Indiegogo that's going on right now? Of course, yeah. I think I saw you shared that the other day on your uh, Twitter. Yeah, I think it's an Indiegogo. Anyway, it's for this movie called Time's Up. And it's a, a horror that I actually would watch. Um, I, I like the script so much. And it's a horror movie that we're, we're going to shoot in January. And I think they just need a little extra funding. Um, so they're doing that right now. And I think they're... I think they're doing it on Facebook, um, but they they're on they're on Twitter, like I said, and uh, or like you said, and on, on Instagram. And yeah, I, the links are there. And yeah, this I'm about to shoot this feature on location in September, so keep an eye out for that too. How are you involved with the? the are you acting in the Indiegogo project, or are you more? Or is it like, yeah. okay, gotcha. I thought I, I misheard you for a second. But yeah, and what's the Indiegogo called again? It's for the movie Time's Up. Time's Up. So yeah, okay, definitely you look up that, contribute that, contribute to that movie's success any way you can. I definitely will once we're done recording here. But uh, yeah, uh, again, just thank you so much for being on the show. It, it means a lot. You're welcome, Jacob. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, so then... Uh, for anyone listening, tune in next time. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little bit of editing here. I don't actually know who the next guest is going to be or what movies we're going to be talking about. So this part is entirely superfluous and I'll just dub over it later, but, uh, check out next time we're going to have somebody on and we're going to talk about two more movies, uh, like we always do. So, uh, again, thank you, Hannah, very much. And thank you guys for watching the Watchlist podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.